0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up at participating McDonald's. Run it. Killer Cali on, check it in, man. The homeboys over there at DGB just pulled up on me, man. You know what it is, run it, man. Hey, from the bottom the top looking brother, signing them checks like I'm writing a letter. Just left the b-
1: Yes sir, yes sir. We still in Houston with it, y'all. We just pulled up on Killer Calion. What's good with you, bro?
0: Not much, man. Just hanging, man, over here at my brother's store, Dio's, my brother lives.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Nah, that's what's up, bro. And you know, it's it's a pleasure, you know what I'm saying, to, to have you, to, to do this interview and have you on the platform. I mean, man, it's a long time coming. You know what I'm saying? Shit, we go back, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we go
0: back like 04, 05.
1: Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, like, uh, we go real, back. Yeah, real shit. So, I mean, just, you know, being somebody who's, you know, followed your career, you know, as a fan, champions your career as a partner and a peer, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right on. Um, you know, it's just always been much respect. And uh, you've been doing this for a minute, man. What has motivated you to, to, to go strong, you know, for, for the time that you've been doing this?
0: I mean, just thinking about what I seen Nas said today, and that shit really hit home on the culture of hip hop, man. I look at this shit as an art form. Hmm. You know, I've been getting money in this shit over 23 years, so at the end of the day, the money is the easy shit to get. Hmm. Relevancy in this shit is way more the key to me. Yeah. Because it's about how long you can stay good at what you're doing and sharpening your sword and being so good at your craft, looking at people like Hov, yeah. that is stood the test of time, looking at Nas doing shit with Hit Boy, standing the test of time. is because a lot of people that's been getting money don't really do it for the money. Right. I've always done it for the craft and to be able to hear my peers tell me and people that I looked up to tell me Damn, you dope with this shit. Yeah, But I look at this shit as like art pieces every mm-hmm. time I put something out. I'm looking at it more from the art standpoint. I never really looked at it as monetizing because at the end of the day, when you think about it, bro, when you actually look at it as art, art has just that much worth.
1: Yeah, nah, that's real, that's real. Now, can you take us
0: back to the true origins of this, bro? Like, what part of Houston are you from, man? I'm from dead end i grew oh. up on both ends of the city you know my mom was in trinity Garden, my dad was in dead end my, my mom was never gonna let me go to school on the <laughs> south side so my entire school years once i'm done with school i had to go wait right, right back out to south park in between going there i'll be in dallas on summers mm. so you know being on both ends of the city and having to be around Everybody that was somebody, you know, I got Fat Patton Hawk right around the corner over here. Yeah. ESG around the corner over here. He down the street over here. I go North, Slaughter down the street over here. Mm-hmm. Street Military over here. Face over here, Willie D down there. So it was just inevitable. Yeah. I was around all this shit. I. Ask anybody, you know, I started yeah. off. School them didn't even know I rapped. Uh-huh. that all they knew me from was doing art. I did a lot of tagging, mm-hmm. do painting, mm-hmm. drawing. So I used to make drawings and shit for school and different people in the clique. And school put them over his turntables. Oh wow! So yeah, just being able to have access to this shit, cause. To be honest, I never really liked the way a lot of niggas rapped. I was more of an East Coast type dude. Mm -hmm. I loved everything on the East Coast. I loved everything on the West, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And when I used to be hearing a lot of shit, I'd be like, them niggas ain't really that hard to be. You Uh, know what I mean? It just be said it. but then understanding the culture Mm -hmm. and everything, bro, and being able to see it. One of my best friends in school, like when I was in high school, was signed a rap Mm -hmm. part of, the Fifth War Juveniles, my, oh. my dog Frank Nitty. Yeah. And that's who taught me how to actually write a rap. Cause I did not know how to actually write a fucking 16. All I could do is just go off the head. I'm doing everything up in here. Mm. And he like, nigga, this how you, this how you do it. This how you broke it down. Yeah. And that's who taught me how to actually write a rap. And from that day forward, it was over for niggas. Wow, wow. So I want to go back to the art part of it,
1: like you actually yeah. drawing and paint. Actually, oh. draw, paint, tag. I do all that shit. Yeah. So I mean, the ch- and, and I mean that just goes into like the true essence of the culture of hip hop because hip hop isn't just rap music. No, it's definitely it's not art slash graffiti, yeah. fashion. And you DJing think about, turntable and you think, and I'm into the yeah. fashion shit with anybody oh, yeah. that
0: know me. Know I'm into the fashion shit heavy, but it's. The art, bro. You look at some of the dopest niggas that do this shit, like Kanye. You look at Fad Joe. Yeah. Niggas, tag. Oh yeah, for sure. Fab. Yeah. There's so many niggas that's fly yeah. niggas. Niggas don't know Fab get on too. Even people like Chief Keith. Chief people, people don't know like how dope Man, he's a, a prolific nigga, artist. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It's so many of the dopest niggas because it take. To be a creative on that level, mm-hmm. it take a hell of a mind to be a creative like that. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? And with me, that's just my outlet. When I'm not doing music, I'm so into music to where when I'm to calm me down, when I'm stressing, that's when I do my art, yeah. and it take me to a whole nother dimension. Yeah, damn. So. How did you
1: um go from, you know, actually drawing and tagging to actually starting
0: to make music? So my whole career, bro, like I'm a nigga that grew up in the hood and I was at cable. Hmm. And yo MTV raps was my shit. Yeah. Anything I seen niggas doing on there, I would get my fashion guidance from that shit. When I see art, New York just that's my favorite place on right. earth if anybody knows me. Right. Like New York, my favorite place on earth for the art for 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 the culture, period. Yeah. That's the essence of the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's just seeing hip-hop from where it started into now. And anybody know me, Pop, one of my favorite niggas of all time. Behold, yeah. my favorite niggas at all time. Right. And it's just seeing the beginning of that shit actually rushing home after school. Sitting in the VCR to record your MTV raps to see that shit. Mm-hmm. Stand up late to catch it. Catch Rap City with Chris Thomas and all this shit. That shit is what changed me. And when I seen that shit, I knew right off, bro, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. Right. That's what I wanna do. Because yeah. if I didn't do that, and I know a lot of niggas said, I hooped every day. Nigga, I lost jobs from wanting to go play basketball. <laughs> all fucking day. It was either basketball or that, but it was like my love and my passion for hip hop. It ran so deep to where I didn't give a fuck about nothing else, but this what I'ma do. When Mm -hmm. I seen your MTV raps, nigga, that's it. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, when I seen them niggas, I'm like, Nigga, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Right there. I'm going to do that. That's what I want to do. And me just seeing Rock Kim C. EPMD. Just seeing how niggas incorporated fashion and seeing actually fashion do a whole Turn, you know mm. what I mean? mean and seeing how influential hip hop is on that shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's I knew that's what I was gonna do. Right, word, word And I know
1: you named some of the artists that you were seeing uh you know on TV and all that, but like who were some of your main
0: influences coming up? Big Daddy Kane for sure. Mm. That was the dopest nigga ever to be. The smoothest nigga. Yeah, the smoothest right. nigga had the bitches, everything. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane for sure. Q, for sure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My favorite niggas, like niggas argue with my five when I be saying my five and niggas be like, how? Huh. And it's crazy that these niggas is my actual niggas that I can talk to yeah. at any given time. Like Jada and Fab is just in my five, them niggas is in the five, no order. That's how I end the five, it's Yeah, Fab and Jada. Word. Because you gotta think, like I just said again, longevity and relevance in this shit no nigga has been to me more relevant in the past 20 years, other than the whole Fab. That nigga just then superseded
1: relevance, my yeah, nigga. Yeah. I mean, them soul tapes, like Fab with the yeah. soul tapes, and
0: even like the summertime shootout stuff. Yeah, like, that nigga, but nigga, that, uh, that verse on that King Kong's new record where they redid that total, that nigga uh, smoked yeah. that. The act bad, yeah. smoked that shit. It's like everything that nigga touched, he smoked. Jada, yeah. I ain't much. Got even speak on. Yeah, come on, on Kiss. You know what I mean. It's just and them. My dogs. Them like my big brothers. Yeah. I can call them niggas whenever I want and just get advice. Once I was able to do shit like that, mm-hmm. I can call face on the phone. These yeah. is niggas is in my five. Mm-hmm. I can call these niggas, get advice. Shaq, one of my real close friends. Yeah. I can call these niggas and get advice. You know what I mean and be like. Nigga, I really got to what well, what well, I got shit, money came by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I got relationships, money came by. And me getting into hip hop from the first time even when we met, I was the nigga in my crew. My crew was real standoffish. Yeah. Them niggas didn't really, we didn't them niggas didn't really do too much talking. I was like a kid in a fucking candy store. Yeah. Like. Nigga, I get to be around niggas that I felt like was niggas. These niggas need to hear me. Yeah. I need to meet these niggas and really establish these relationships. Mm-hmm. And that was the blessing of me getting into this game. I made so many great relationships, meeting fucking with Nipsey, niggas that didn't pass. being able to talk to them niggas whenever I felt like it and yeah. just different shit like that. Watching certain shit rise and fall, fall and stand the test of time. Yeah. Niggas like Spiller, I can talk about so many niggas mm-hmm. that it stood the test of time. Yeah. And no, I said the shit today that just, like I said, that was prolific to me. Like,
1: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage,
0: egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? ba da ba ba yeah. Nigga, I want, I don't wanna see niggas follow the trend. Hmm. I wanna see niggas do them. Yeah, And that was the thing that was always about hip hop. It would never know age wall or age bracket. Right. Cause you make an art, bro. Right, right. Now it's, it's interesting that you say that
1: because on the other side, there does seem to be like a ageism within hip hop. You know what Definitely. I mean? Like people, you know, you got artists that, you know, I mean like, look, People consider you washed up if you're a certain age and you still rapping or you hear people say, oh man, you still on that rap ish. And it's like, yo, like why does there have to be an age? Why does there have to be a limit? Like what, like when you get over 40, are you supposed to just wear khakis and a button up? Nigga, and Mick, not-
0: nigga Mick, Mick Jagger, 83 and that nigga torn. Come on. Metallica, them niggas 70, torn. Real spell. I can keep this shit going, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, the most iconic nigga in rap. The most iconic niggas can say Snoop is the most iconic nigga in rap. Mm-hmm. Snoop 50. Yeah. Your your grandmother, your mama, the youngest motherfucker in the house, and the three y'all know who Snoop is. Yeah. That's profound, my nigga. Like to even know that a nigga that went through every step in this shit and he's well respected. Yeah. No matter what the music. Look at Nas, nigga. Nas 50. The niggas still killing niggas. It's off with your head. You know what you're gonna get out of Nas. But what makes this shit so dope about hip-hop, it's what you service to your audience. Mm-hmm. What I always told niggas, what I love about being from Texas, we was our own world. Yeah. When I first signed the Interscope, niggas don't know. When Slim signed, I signed. Jakora was working the projects. Yep. You know what I mean? Like niggas in the building did not understand, like who is these niggas? Yeah. Oh, y'all don't know who he is. Let me show you who he is. Yeah. We from a whole another world. We showed niggas our run. We recorded the run. Super Bowl when they came out here when the Super Bowl was there. We had this shit VHS. Nigga, we shut them all down walking through that bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like we in our own world, nigga. We didn't need to leave Texas. Yeah. We didn't give a fuck about leaving Texas. We can go Texas, Louisiana maybe Arkansas and all this shit if we wanted to. We didn't have to leave this motherfucker, all the money here, we rich as fuck here. And we got our own nigga, 20, drive through Texas, 24 fucking hours. Right. Every fucking city we can hit the road and pick up a bag. Huh. Every weekend, it's like what the fuck we wanna leave here for? But to actually meet. I always felt like the sound was bigger than that. And I always wanted to get there with the guys that they said was the guys, but I'm saying that to say this, like it really ain't no age gap on this shit. Hmm. Once, once you got your own audience, and to say that in Texas, you got your own audience, you got your own fan base. And I think rap niggas, they they detach from that fact because everybody so visual now. Social media has made it where you can be, you get too much information. Yeah. And when you see too much shit, you'll start looking in the mirror like, damn, I ain't doing something right. Right. All these niggas doing this is something I ain't doing. Nah, nigga, you ain't got to do what everybody doing. All you got to do is you. And if you already got a fan base, what your fan base does is, you introduce yourself to your fans and your fans introduce you to the world. Like, nigga, you ain't heard this nigga? Nigga, this really the nigga. And just be in competition with yourself. Steady putting out music, but you gotta feed your fan base. That's your fan base. Yeah, because the other thing about the
1: internet is that it made it to where you could tap into so many different niches, you know? So if you, so like if you were, if you in the cars, you know what I'm saying? If that's your shit, then you can, you know, push to people within that realm. If you're yeah. a
0: smoker, that's your shit. shit. If yeah. you, you, know what I mean, so. Yeah, but you got niggas that are, that's just why I tell niggas, you got the freeway, then you got the HOV lane. You got your own lane that you pay for. You just in that lane. Mm-hmm. But this might got seven more lanes over here. Yeah. A nigga ain't paying attention to them lanes. If you a nigga that got your own lane, mm-hmm. you ain't gotta be worried about well, damn, do I need this? And I'm trying to think who was just talking about that, about having when you go in the building, they didn't have ARs. Mm-hmm. That's Cube just said that shit. Mm-hmm. What no ARs? What no nigga that you'll go in the building, they'll tell you what you need to sound like? Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm gonna sound like me. What got me here? What got me with the audience? I ain't got a sound chase. I got my own fucking sound. Mm. Look at niggas like Larry, you look at Spitter, you look at these niggas, you look at my little brother Les, you look at niggas like Slim. It's so many niggas, we got our own lane. Mm-hmm. Like a nigga ain't gotta jump the, oh I need to go get a Timlin beat, I need to get a Take key beat, wow. I need to get a Metro beat, now I need to go down here and get a beef from there. You ain't gotta do that. You gotta stick to your motherfucking sound, and once niggas get hip to your sound, they gonna come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing about good dope, this shit sells itself.
1: Yeah, you build it, they will come. Yeah, like a motherfucker, <laughs> real spill. So, how did you end up meeting
0: Slump Thug? Like, how did that come about? So basically, man, it's just it's six degrees of separation in mm-hmm. Houston. Everybody damn to know everybody. Yeah, everybody damn to, if you don't know somebody, it's somebody that you around know somebody. Mm-hmm. And at the time, man, like I said, I've been through so many dimensions of this rap shit out here and fuck with so many different crews, uh, niggas I had friends that rap. You know, Slim them used to be at the All-Star, mm-hmm. but at this time, you know, rest in peace to Big poke, I was a part of Mob Style. Mm-hmm. Chris Ward was connected with Slim already. Okay. Chris Ward was jumping on a lot of Slim, Slim uh, mixtapes and shit. Mm-hmm. That's right when the North and South shit pretty much was going away at this time, ESG and Slim had already did something. Mm-hmm. ESG, we from Chris, my village. ESG house right the fuck around the corner from my yeah. father's house, my grandmother over here, my dad house over here, yeah. ESG right by the park in my mm-hmm. Village. So, Steve Carwell, who was is, who is one of the, um, the, the executives from Chevy's Entertainment, I used to be around poke. I was around when I, I, I got to see this shit really rise and just from a I, I really was blessed, bro, yeah. to be around this shit and how it tagged in was Woda end up going over there. So I'm like, man, I want to bridge this north and south shit together. Mm-hmm. I want to do a group. We all call it the Boss Hog Out the boys in blue. So she, Walter was like, Well, shit, I got killers. Them niggas, like, they heard about me. So I came over there. And me, the thing about me with opportunities, I was always a, was a nigga that I got so much shit up here. I got something for whatever. Nigga could have beat on his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to seize every opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when I got over there, I was like, Shit, this was going on. I'm finna try to get next to the big dogs. Yeah. I always wanted to compete. And be around nothing but niggas that had actual motion going on. So yeah. to see what Slim had going on was such a beautiful thing. And we became like the best of fucking friends through that shit. And it's right. like, that's how I got my name. Yeah. So screwed up click named me Kyle. Leone. Okay. So Pokey, Mike D, and uh, my uncle Ron G. My actual blood uncle oh, who word. is over dead in Ruckers. Yeah. That's my uncle, that's okay. Ron G. So my name is Kyle. They name me Carleon. Mm-hmm. That's actually what Nike D calls itself, but he's Carleon. Yeah. But being that we from South Paul, we got our own lingo. It's Car Carleon. Yeah. So when I got over with Slim, I was already Calion. Yeah. I'm on Big Hawk albums. Them niggas, I'm these my niggas. My name was just Kyle featuring Kyle wow. shit. <laughs> and so them niggas like, nah, this nigga gonna be Kyle Leon. Yeah. I got over it with Slim, everything I touch, If it was a beat, I'ma kill the beat, or I'm gonna kill the nigga in the beat. Yeah. So that nigga named me killer. So that's how I became Killer Kyle Leon. Word, word. Yeah. And how and where did like all the
1: names come from? The Billy D millions and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm a nigga
0: with like I was two chains before two chains, cause I always <laughs> Yeah, cause you was, was two chains Shakur. Two chains of course, Two Chains. Come on, it's dumb two chains. Oh, you and Osama been having things. Osama been having things, million dollar (laughs) hands. All that shit, yeah. yeah, you remember all that Come shit. Come on, bro. Yeah, for sure, I was the nigga with a million to one motherfucking aliases. And, and I, I didn't even know that. I remembered it. It just popped in my yeah, head. Yeah, Mo Mo'Gua, <laughs> Yeah. You know man. You know, glue pop, all that shit. <laughs> Sprite
1: Tyson, all that shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, so like the lingo, was that just um, always something that just, you know, like with your partners and just, is that just yeah. like a
0: Houston thing? Yeah, or? it was just yeah. lingo period within, a, we were just so creative yeah. and shit, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, and it's just so much. Houston is so beautiful, it's almost like how New York has their own culture, LA had their own culture, Mm -hmm. the Bay got their own culture, Florida got their own culture. What makes Houston so beautiful, and we're so cultured, is we are our own world out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you've never been here, you've never seen a slab, that's the equivalence of a low rider in LA. Mm-hmm. When you see a low ride on 6-4 or 6-4 on Dayton's, you know that's a Cali nigga. Uh-huh. When you see a dunk, you know that's a Florida nigga. Yeah. When you see a slab, that's nothing but a Houston nigga. Yeah. And it was been so influential everywhere. You can go from here to Louisiana, you can go to Austin, Texas, they riding swingers. Yeah. You can go to San Antonio, you'll spot a
1: State Farm, Bloomington,
0: Illinois. A few. Yeah. You go to Louisiana, anywhere in southern Louisiana, niggas riding slab. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all off of our culture and the influence and in the music, yeah. you know what I mean? The shit spread like a virus almost. Damn to like Corona. Yeah. You know, once you come around and you get attached to it, it spread it. but we our own world out here. And and we don't give a shit about nothing nowhere else. We in our own shit. Yeah. You gonna know how we sound, how we dress, how we talk. That's a Houston nigga. I remember
1: when I first met you and one of the first things I had told you back then was that like, I was so infatuated like with the car culture and with all that. Yeah. And I remember um, I came down here to shoot behind the scenes for the theme song music video. Yeah. And I asked you if you would like helped me to do like a Houston car vlog. They wouldn't even call vlogs back then. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like You was ahead of the curve on that shit. Cause you was in the marketing department and everything over okay. yeah, there. So you yeah. you really was ahead of the curve and we used to talk. About That's how we established the whole friendship. Yeah, for sure. Because so. it's damn near like, bro, I, I, it's beautiful even talking to you about this shit. All this shit we doing, we naturally predicted this shit. Absolutely, absolutely. That I this mean, shit was going this route. Yeah, because
1: I remember like you on the Boss Hog Outlaw DVDs and stuff like that, Like you would be dropping all your freestyles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when we connected, YouTube was probably about a year or two old. Yeah. So the couple of times that we would connect, we make sure to do a freestyle yeah, every sure. single for time, time yeah. and a couple of them got a few hundred thousand views on. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, we was definitely just ahead of the curve and knowing, like, yo, yeah. they gonna want to see this, this. Where it's yeah.
0: going because content yeah. king in this shit, bro. Absolutely, and content what w- gets you legs, and if you good at some, show them you good at it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you do it. wrap your thing, man, you'll be surprised how far this shit go. Yeah. That's the you know, with social media, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. And the curse of it is you put some fucked up shit out there, it's gonna go. Yeah. But if you put some good shit out there, it's gonna go. Yeah. And nah, if you so. keep putting good shit out there, they gonna know you for the good shit. Nah, really. And if you keep putting fuck shit out there, they're gonna know you for the fuck shit. Yeah. It just that's just the gift and the curse of it. Yeah, nah, that's real. And
1: and you know, you It's kind of talked on this earlier, like just with the relationships and building relationships and networking and all that. But like, I don't even know if you and me ever tied this together, bro. But we met before I was even at Geffen. We met at the Source photo shoot, the great day and in- the T- Great Tizzy. Day in T. Yeah,
0: yeah. We all did the photo shoot, we was at J Prince yeah, Ranch. At, at his ranch for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So for that sure. was the first
1: day I met Corey Mo. Yeah. And then I remember That's my, when you had the
0: baby fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well the
1: sort of <laughs> The shorter short, dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first, first. set of dreads, but they yeah. were shorter. Yeah. yeah. So um we was out there and I remember like you being one of the few cats that was open to like talking to folks. Cory Mo introduced me to you and then shit. Yeah. We
0: was cool and then that's I came my together guy. And, and made And shit. and that's really if I'd have followed what Cory Mo, man that, that was my guy, that was my engineer. Right, yeah. That's who recorded me nonstop. Anything I rap back then, that's who recorded it. But he tried to give me the mood of the eight, and that's one thing I regret I never did. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, no, nah. I regret I didn't do that shit. He was Begging me to come to Atlanta, man. Move to the A. Move to the fucking A. Hey. Come yeah. on. And I'll be in Atlanta a lot. Right, right yeah. You was always in house. You know what I mean? I was out. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when, I, when I
1: met him, we got really tight. Then I ended up working at Geffen. He would come out there with Pimp and Bun. I remember he took me to the studio. We went to Chalice Studios, and I got to hang out with them, talking mm-hmm. to Pimp and Bun. Like yeah. I'm just, yeah. I was so starstruck, bro.
0: Yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah, but but it, 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 that's the thing about this music shit, man. I don't even really. It's like I can't. I don't like when people come and be like, "Man, I ain't Dick Riding, but can I get a picture, man? You a fan, yeah. bro." You a fan. I love that shit. Yeah. Cause it's just doing this shit for so long and not getting recognition from from it to now getting recognition. Mm -hmm. And when a fan see you, that's the dopest shit in the world to me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you can be somewhere and they notice you. It's a lot of motherfuckers nobody know. You know what I mean? And to be anywhere, you can leave here and they know you, or you You get on social media and you can touch people in France. You can be in London. Mm -hmm. You can be in Beijing, just anywhere, and just seeing that shit is the dopest shit ever. All off music.
1: Yeah, Yeah. nah, that's real. I mean, like how it it, it brings so many of us together. Like you said, from different walks of life. From yeah, for sure. You know, just all for sure. For sure. Nah, that's ill. So, man, can you talk about like some of those sessions? with the Boss Hog Outlaws when y'all was working on, you know, Boys in Blue, working on Serve and Collect. Like what, I mean, cause here's the thing too, like in Houston, you guys, I mean, y'all really rapping. Like it's really a uh, emphasis on lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm just so interested. Like was every studio session just like a competition? Was it almost like a much
0: I don't want to call it that, but I can call it that. Is because friendly competition. It was, it was, shit. It was competitive <laughs> because if your ass didn't have no rap ready, my thing was, I wanted to be on any and every record. It's so many records that I hate. I didn't get to be on, or if I wasn't there that day, I, I wanted to make sure I was on every fucking record. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be the first one rapping. Any Slim, let me tell you that. I'm gonna be the first, I'm gonna be the first motherfucker rapping. You wouldn't, I was gonna, I'm not missing a song. Mm. So I'm already, I don't even write the beats. And I just it just tripped me out to hear Cube do that. Cube say that's what he did. Yeah. I always had records already together in my brain and mm-hmm. rapping. I used to carry a plethora of tablets, <laughs> but I always wrote, that's why my eyes got so fucked up. I'm going I'm to get in my iPhone and write everything in my mm-hmm. iPhone. Mm-hmm. But I know I have something for a beat because I create patterns in my head. It's just like what Kendrick said before. Like I see sounds hmm. and I hear sounds. Mm-hmm. But I but I have cadences. I like to switch my flows up. Yeah. So we'll be in there and I, if I hear a beat, I'm in there playing with a certain type of flow. Oh, yeah, I got something for that. I want to um. change clothes on every song. Yeah. <laughs> I might put a suit on on this one. Yeah. I might be in swimwear on this one. I might be in my ski mask and my hoodie on this one. Like I'm switching up on every goddamn song. So, but when that beat come on, oh yeah, I got something for that, let me go in the booth. Yeah, I got something for that, let me go in the booth. I got something for that, and each one of us, and if you didn't make the song, shit, it wasn't no more than three verses. If we didn't bust them down at eights, Mm -hmm. Because back then we was doing sixteen shit, my right. songs ain't shit but eights and twelves. Right. So shit, 16s, that bitch over. Huh. And if we busted down being a crew, eight, 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 when songs was three, four minutes long. Yeah. And they not that now, but shit, I'ma I'm have a hook for that motherfucker and I'ma have a verse for it. And yeah. that's just how that shit went. Huh, so the perfect definition
1: of you come ready, don't got to get ready. Man, if you
0: stay ready, you ain't got to get ready at all. I learned yeah. that shit. And, and I did homework. Mm. Studio time back then, bro, technology that made it now was, you can wrap off your goddamn phone and dump it in, dump the session into the Pro Tools. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't even know that. Yeah. You can record a whole, I've done like six features holding my phone. Wow. <laughs> and just uploaded that shit in the Pro Tools. Yeah. There's programs, you can do that shit, now. Nah. But it's like, it was money to me. Like, damn, I gotta go in this motherfucker's studio time, a hundred an hour, I gotta get four, five records off. I used to come to More house and Corrmo'd tell you. I'm gonna knock out six, seven records a night. Mm-hmm. And I might be in there four times out the week, but how we would always do when we work on projects, we, we gonna do five records a day. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, we'll have 25 records like nothing. Mm-hmm. We'll pick the best motherfucking 10 out there, 25. Yeah. Set the other 15 to the side. Next week, we gonna do the same shit over five, five, five. 15, so we got 50 records over here. And thirty of them bitches tucked. That's down there five, six motherfucking projects. Mm. Or when we did mixtapes, we rapping in the closet. We ain't had no fucking booth. Yeah. No matter how much money we was getting, we kept the same fucking formula. We gonna plug that motherfucker. Up, we gonna come in there. Rayface gonna pad off the closet. We gonna go in that closet and rap. Yeah. And we did when me and Slim first did having things. When he introduced me to the streets, we did twenty four records in one day. Wow, that's crazy. We'll do mixtapes, we'll do them bitches in one day. We ain't take no, we ain't taking no breaks. We'll come in that bitch and won't leave that bitch and we done, but we one taken. That was one nigga, like, niggas don't know. That nigga is a monster mm. rapping. He just don't really give a fuck about he putting that much thought into this shit like that. But that nigga is a machine.
1: Yeah, man, that having things was
0: retarded, man. I remember that joint. Y'all yeah. had so many tracks on there, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah now we kept that same formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really miss the mixtape era. Nah. I miss that shit a lot yeah. because I, I think everybody, it was a point in time where you didn't give a damn. Mm -hmm. and you ain't put that much thought into the music Mm -hmm. and it was for sport.
1: Yeah, you could almost experiment and try new things. Try new shit
0: on that shit, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. Nah, man, Um, the mixtape era was ill, I mean, like, and and, you know, I'm always like, you know.
0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. participating McDonald's.
1: Tap into, like, the digital form of that mixtape era, you know what I'm saying? Like, with live mixtapes and, you know what I'm saying, all that and just- I remember
0: oh. all that, but I, I miss CDs. I miss actually holding on to mm-hmm. the product, opening it up, reading the credits. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think everybody understand. And I'm gonna be the first nigga to say it if ain't nobody said it. That shit gonna be worth thousands in the next- 15, 20 years, mm. that shit gonna be worth more than vinyl. Mm. CDs, find the actual cassettes. Like I got probably like, I can't find all my screw tapes mm-hmm. because them shit's probably my mom had it. Them shit's worth a fortune right now, huh. if I find them. Yeah. But I gotta go through so much to find a screw tape. Uh, original Max Maxwell screw tape, yeah. you find that motherfucker right now, that bitch worth a bankroll right now I I need
1: to find my guy, Big Casey, the cat that put me on the screw music uh, back when I used to go down to Memphis when I was a kid. They
0: fucked with it in Memphis too. (laughs)
1: Heavy, you know what I'm saying? And my my cousin, uh, shout out Cello, his partner Big Casey, they had this spot called The Outer House, this like uh, little back hut or whatever in Mm their backyard, you know what I'm saying? And he had this drawer, he opened it, and man, he had all these screw tapes like in the drawer. Man, yeah, we would just sit and just bounce. them holy us, like Philly
0: Titans. <laughs> them holy grails, bro. Yeah, them grails. But CDs is gonna be that grill where you actually held the project in your hand and you see the thought that was put into that shit. You know what I mean? So them today, I just miss that shit. But I can appreciate being able to speed up the process on yeah. putting the product out there now. Right, right. Cause you can put so much music out now and if it catch, it catch. But that's that's the hustle we really, if it's four quarters in the game, we dropping something all four quarters. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna ask
1: you something that I've been asking people recently, tapping into like you saying that you missed like having an actual tangible CD and all that. So I was having a conversation with somebody. You made damn the millions off
0: that shit. Yeah. I mean- We didn't give a fuck about the digital shit. We would literally drive up the road and sell 50 to 100,000 mixtapes, like nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, y'all was really making a living had stores. off of Like yeah. We had stores. We had stores where when the sound waves and shit stopped, we was servicing all of the stores that sold CDs. Yeah. We was servicing them with our product direct. Who don't miss getting a free $9 off each one of the Come on.
1: Right. Yeah. So the way the game has changed now, with everything going digital, the indie artists don't have necessarily a tangible good, you know, to, to hustle with um, streams, you know, you only get like a
0: fraction of a penny on them. 3000 streams. A million ain't number three. A million streams ain't shit with $3,000. They ain't no goddamn money. Right. It's just for one song. That shit is
1: re- re- retarded. Right, right. So, with that, how's an artist in today's climate? supposed to be able to, you know, be successful and and be able to actually make money, you know what I'm saying, without having like that tangible. I mean,
0: being independent, the thing is, the independent hustle really fucked up record labels back then because that record label started seeing that, if you already have a a movement, what the fuck do you need us for? It's almost like if you got your own money to invest in yourself, why go get a record label? You can do do radio marketing and all that shit on your own. Mm -hmm. You can still make that money, you just can't be scared to gamble on yourself and having a fan case. You got TuneCorp, you got Mm DistroKid, you got digital distributors, what you can do 80-20s with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give them their 20% for their digital marketing production and you get all your 80 and you own your masters. Long as you got a fan base, you can eat. But a lot of people don't invest in themselves Mm -hmm. and they're scared to invest in themselves. They looking for a record label or a deal to invest in them. So they don't have the luxury of even wanting to even partake in doing anything independent Mm -hmm. because they don't want to gamble on their career. And that's what give the record label. Now seeing that everything's went digital, you really don't need a record label. You don't really need that shit. You can rise and fall on your own. Mm -hmm. And long as you put, it'll go just as far as you go. Look at the TikToks now, you do one TikTok, that song could be gone.
1: Yeah, real spell.
0: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then you invest into putting the marketing in behind it. You can invest and put your marketing dollars and everything into yourself. Mm-hmm. And she, you can you can run them numbers up without that. That's why you had A&Rs back then. You had a marketing department. You had this because you had an artist development department. Right. When you come out now and you go to these different areas, it's already talent it down. Yeah. And if they already got they own movement and motion, mm-hmm. they just finna come in here and pour gas on that. Yeah. But you still don't even need them now because the the internet has made it where you can be your own record label, your right. own everything. You can do everything from your phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's you able to rock and roll yeah. and you get your merch Put out your shit with your merch. So I can give fine. you the blueprint, but that's going to be for a whole other day.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. No, nah, because because it, it's interesting, man, because, you know, here's my thought process with it. Like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot more artists are, have to be more active these days. You know what I mean when I say active? You have to be active. Um, but but wait a minute. Let me, let me just say it a little more clear because I ain't saying it right. I think that a lot more artists are like... More active in the streets, more active in shit that you know. what I mean, no, o- opposite. If you
0: of. get, if you put your hustle into this shit, mm. into your content, into being visible and and accessible musically, if you take all that shit that you you doing and putting it into your craft and putting it back into your marketing. Back in it, cause I'ma tell you what's a lost art where well, a lot of niggas don't know. The DJ, bro, yeah. you got it. A rapper ain't shit without the DJ. Yeah. Get the DJ the music. You don't necessarily have to go out there, but if you trying to, this is what we did, man. We used to load up them excursions, bro. Wherever wherever they fucking with us at, we gonna touch down. Create you a schedule to be able to physically, because I think what Instagram and social media, is made artists lazy as yeah, fuck. Yeah. To where right. they feel like they don't have to go do conferences. They yeah. don't have, you gotta go out here and actually touch the people that's touching your product. That's real. And you gotta go out there when the coalition DJs and motherfuckers yeah. like, shout out to Tony Neal oh, yeah. and all them niggas. Them niggas is very valuable yeah. to your career. These strip club DJs, Go to these cities and these towns, bro. The world of ghettos. Yeah, it's we. It, if, if you got fans in Memphis, you got fans, it's a thousand niggas in that fuck with you. Yeah. It's a thousand niggas in Memphis that fuck with you. Mm-hmm. It's a thousand niggas in New York fuck with you. It's a thousand niggas, man, Cubans and Bits make a meal, bro. Huh. But you gotta go your ass and hit that road and actually touch your fan base and touch these DJs and get a relationship with these DJs so they can facilitate the music where it go. Right, right. You just can't just sit behind no camera and think, oh, that shit gonna come. You gotta do leg work. Right. No, in the work. streets you had to do work. The only way a motherfucker, I don't give a damn to hustle my whole life. Yeah, I know out of town, lick nigga, you wasn't making no money. Yeah. You can hustle in the hood, but you scrambling with 10, 15 more niggas for this, this territory here. Mm-hmm. Man, let me get to the road. I got the best number. I got the cheaper price. I'm gonna hit the road. Find me a plug out there. Find me, a, not a plug, but me a leak. I'm your plug. I'm gonna come out here, service you, nigga, go to the next time. Right. Service you go to the next time. That's what it's gotta do. You yeah. gotta you gotta spread this shit like a virus, yeah, bro.
1: Yeah, nah, no, that's real. And nowadays, since you're not selling CDs out the trunk, you gotta be creative. You make selling some yourself. dope merch. Yeah. You selling yourself. Like yeah.
0: And even with the merch, you gotta be able to produce a product in order to sell that product. Mm-hmm. The music gotta be playing A. Mm-hmm. If the music ain't dope, the merch ain't gonna be that much more motherfucking dope. Yeah. But if you attach that merch to that music, that's a whole nother outlet for income. Mm-hmm. That's income with, with, within the income, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, for sure, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, like artists gotta be consistent, gotta have a plan, gotta be consistent, yeah.
0: you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you gotta be consistent with your fans because you can't give your fans too many options on going to fuck with the next person. Yeah. Because if you not, Feed your fans shit, your fans gonna starve and go somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah, that's for sure, for sure. So, uh, Candy Paint and Texas Plates, uh, that's like one of my favorite projects that, that that you dropped, you know what I'm saying, over yeah. the last few years. Um, what was the, I mean, what, I feel like I know the answer to this, but like, what was the inspiration behind that? Behind the city,
0: the, the culture, you know what I mean? I never wanted to, I never wanted to be sound, or do nothing like everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I love my city. I love where I'm from, and I love this culture. You know, that's damn that like telling the L.A. nigga don't rap about six foes and gang banging and mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the culture here. We gonna come down. The car culture out here is just as huge as anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we spend ninety percent of the time. I make ninety percent of the music you gonna listen to in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So car culture and motherfuckers that's just jamming music gonna be in the car. So it's like, slabs out here is what we do. So I wanted to make music for you to be in your slab. I wanted to be in your dick at all times. Yeah. So I had to make music that's gonna keep me in the dick.
1: Right, right. That uh, money all the time joint with uh Faze with and me Devin face,
0: and me face, Devin, yeah. Willie D, Willie D, D, and Raheem that. Divine. Yeah. Nah, yeah. yeah man, I got some big records with a bunch of big people. Man, Mac Miller. Yeah. I had Mac Miller on that joint. ASAP Rocky, Ferg. I done had, um, man, I done did records with yeah. Me and Wiz, Spitter, Crit, some of the biggest niggas you can down to think of. Yeah. No, it's
1: ill, man, because like you really your favorite rapper's favorite rapper.
0: You know I what I'm saying? I fuck with that, that's dope. And even hear that shit, in the, in the, and that's what I'm saying, to go around niggas and niggas be like, man, I fuck with that nigga shit. This a nigga like that nigga that, yeah. you heard this nigga. I, I did that shit for this. This is the reason why I did it, and to hear niggas say that, that shit. I didn't die tomorrow, bro, and that shit just feel good. I feel
1: like I accomplished my goal. No, for sure. I mean, because when anybody say your name, I mean, the respect level is, you know what I'm saying, up there to the umpteenth degree, you know Yeah,
0: I, mean? I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, bro, For yeah. sure.
1: Is that like one of the, you know, like things that drives you is? That is
0: what drives me. It's just like, I feel like you ain't, you, you, you know better than your next rap. Yeah. And I just I always wanted to be that nigga when I spit a verse, bro. A nigga be yeah. like, make the ugly face. That's what I always want. I pay attention to the room when I rap. Yeah. When I rap, I wanna see niggas reactions. I gotta be saying some shit where it just every every line yeah. is catching your ear. Yeah. And not only that, I wanna be an instrument on the beat. Well, my cadence different on every mm-hmm. beat. Well, this nigga, they just know when I touch it, I'm gonna kill this shit. Yeah. And it's like I still treat that. It's like an itch I haven't scratched. Yeah, no. And I'm
1: still, I'm still chasing that high. Right. Yeah. And I was gonna ask you, like, you know, being in the game for so long, doing what you've been doing, like, what keeps you motivated and keeps that hunger? Because when I see you, when I talk to you, like, bro, the hunger is
0: just as much, if not more, it's than, more when not I first than it's met ever you. been. been. Yeah. because I still feel like I got so much to prove. Yeah. I feel like I ain't proved myself yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you know me, that shit cool, but I haven't got everything I want out of it. Right. Do you feel unappre- Do you feel unappreciated as an artist or? I, it be time, I wouldn't even say that. Mm-hmm. Cause that, 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 you know, you gotta still humble yourself too. Mm-hmm. I don't really act in my ego on this shit. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I'm gonna make you feel me. It, even when you don't, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm a. If you haven't heard me, once you hear me, you gonna appreciate it. Right. You know what I mean. So just keep working until it works. Right, man. We was just talking to Bun B. I was just talking to
1: Bun, and um, mm-hmm. it was interesting because he was saying that you know I was asking him if from the beginning of his, of his career if he ever saw himself where he's at now. And he said that just in the last ten years, the trajectory that he had that he hadn't even ever seen that, and that was just interesting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He say that a lot. Yeah, and so that just goes into show that we can't never give up and what we doing, and you know, reaching these goals and and, and, and building ourselves Bro, up. Bro, rap is
0: just uh, if you've been paying attention to this shit from the beginning, rap. Can get you in so many buildings and doors that you never would think mm. they can get you in, bro, simply mm-hmm. because your vocals gonna take you where you need to go. That man went from rapping to selling hamburgers. Right. And that shit looked like the Supreme store line up. Right. When they outside every single day, it's a fucking line out the door to buy a product that that man's selling based off his notoriety. Yeah.
1: That's real. That's how
0: powerful hip hop is. You know, they making niggas pack purses, nigga, it's that powerful. Niggas is, been. that ain't my thing, but I'm just saying that's what the niggas is doing. Niggas is straight packing purses because they see rap nigga, I call them purses, I'm gonna call them. That's yeah. what the fuck they are. She's is purses. <laughs> niggas is doing all type of shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Off of influence, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. You can do anything. Anything the right motherfucker said do, it go. Yeah. Word. So, what's um, what you working on now? Like, what you got? Man, I up got, next, bro? I got on several projects. I mean, I've been working on a masterpiece, bro. Mm-hmm. I redid the whole Minister Society soundtrack. I oh, built wow. the car, the actual five Once I built that shit, that shit like the whole fucking world building them bitches. Now. Yeah. And so I built the car. I flew Kane out here. Did all of the, he's doing the actual narrating of the project. Mm -hmm. I got some of the guys that was on the act, whoever I could find from the actual soundtrack, I got them on the actual album and all that shit. Oh, wow. Like I got the record with MCA Spice, all these niggas, I got them on the actual project. Wow. For minutes, and I got Kane narrating the motherfucker. Oh, that's So so that shit finna come. I I, I also got HT Alien, my version of Mm. AT Aliens. Yeah. I'm redoing that shit. Me, Slim, and Liz working on Boys and Blue right now. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a shitload of shit we working on. Word. Right. Now. Nah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. And
1: are you uh like tapping into any business ventures
0: or are you you got anything going on? Man, like I got network? a gang of shit going on, man. I'm just still playing shit by here yep. and just letting rap do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: All right, now I can dig it. That's what's up, man. Um, you got anything else that you wanna say uh to the people, like any
0: shout-outs or anything? Man, I I appreciate y'all for fucking with me since the beginning, bro, since y'all started. You know, y'all, y'all platform was one of the first that I felt like the real shit was on. Real hip hop street shit to me, y'all was the first street, if you wanna call it blog, yeah. y'all was y'all completely connected to the streets, yeah, and I loved y'all shit since day fucking one, yeah. it's been the dopest shit. Nah, that's what's up, man. Nah, yeah. shout
1: out Zip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The founder of DGB. Um, I remember when I first met Zip, when I first ever saw DGB, Zip had a post on there. Uh, one of the posts that, I, that that really drew me in was he had a post about all of the best Scarface verses from motion picture soundtracks. So it was a whole, and, and this was before Playlist was ever Even a thing, thing. Yeah. but he had a list of all of these Scarface songs. And when I seen that, I was like, oh, this dude, a hip hop nerd from the hood, yeah. the same shit I'm on, Let, let's ride. Let's, let's ride, yeah, You know what I'm saying? And so the that whole. shit
0: just to see that the whole brand growing the way they grew into yeah. and see a lot of people run with the shit y'all
1: do. Yeah, yeah, for real. For real, for real. But that's why also, that's why we coming even harder now, pause, and that's why we more consistent, creating more content, and and even putting ourselves out there more because it's time to tell the story and it's time to put it in their faces, they say Because,
0: man, it's a bunch of culture vulture shit going on right now that I'm not liking. Come on, man, nah. I'm not liking a lot of this shit. I don't like the way hip hop getting viewed, I, I be glad when hip hop get back to the music, that's yeah. the really the shout out that I want us to do, bro, is like, let's get back to the essence of this shit. Fuck all that game. fuck all that killing shit, who snitching, yeah. who telling. It's one thing I always say, bro, keep sh- street shit off the internet. For real. Because you dealing with an audience of people, bro, that ain't in the streets, they just on the internet. right? So you telling a complete civilian who's snitching and they did this here, rap niggas is rap niggas. Street niggas is street niggas. Mm-hmm. Man, let's keep the ending it off the streets, bro. <laughs> and I'ma end it with that. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. Um I wanted to
1: tap into uh something I just thought about. Uh the the DGB live mixtapes, South by Southwest show some years back. Me yeah. and Les were just talking about that the other day yeah. and just how impactful that was, like relationships that were, you know, created, developed, you know. That shit all.
0: was dope. I remember when South by Side really was the shit. Yeah. And then went corporate to the motherfucker. Now it's really whack as fuck. Yeah. To me nah, that shit whack as hell. Yeah. It ain't dope as it was. That actual showcase. Yeah. That shit used to be the dopest shit ever.
1: Yeah, nah, cause it was the true, like we we brought the streets to the we we brought the streets to the hipsters. We you know For, what sure. I'm saying? Like, we, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nah, no, for sure. But yeah. um we 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 doing the anniversary show this year at South by so We gotta have you there, bro. I'm um, there, no, for sure. Yes sir, For sure. yes, sir. that's uh, a bit, man. Bet, bet. But nah man, killer, appreciate you Good letting talk. us pull up on you, man. You Good know talk, my boy. Yes, Good talk, sir. man.
0: Anytime, bro. Y'all nah. in the city fuck with me.
1: Yes sir, nah. That's for a bit. Sure. Bet, bet.
0: From the bottom to top, looking better. Signing them checks like I'm writing a letter.